Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Case Interview and Consulting Podcast Series. So today, I've decided to build the episode around a common problem most of our clients face when practicing with McKinsey or BCG or even Bain consultants. So what normally happens is that a fairly large number of clients who are in our coaching program, which is by far the biggest part of firms consulting, a fairly large number of them have friends at McKinsey or BCG and they, and they practice with these consultants. And this can lead to a lot of unforeseen problems. And I want to talk you through what those problems are so that when you choose to practice with someone, you can identify these problems in advance and correct them. So let's start with them step by step. Now I'm going to assume that the person with whom you are practicing is not your friend. When I say not your friend, it's not someone you've known for a long time and whereby you can have a candid relationship with them. Because if they're not your friend, there are opportunities for miscommunication, which really is the genesis of the problems I'm going to point out. If they have been your friend for a long time, if you can have a very honest, sincere conversation with them, the problems I'm going to mention are probably not going to exist, but they some of them will but not all of them. Right? So I'll talk you to the problem and tell you where it exists. Let's start with the problem that can exist irrespective of whether someone is your friend or not your friend. Maybe it's just a consultant you met a week ago who seemed friendly and offered to help you, right? This problem would exist for them as well. The first most common problem, and I've seen this very often, is to assume that whatever you experience with that consultant during the practice session universally applies to all McKinsey offices, all McKinsey associates, or whatever level the person is. If the person's a BA, all McKinsey BAs. If the person's a principal, all McKinsey principals. That's a very common mistake people make. And the reason they make that mistake is two reasons. One is the firm conveys this image of uniformity, discipline, similarity, that everything works like clockwork. So when people interact with McKinsey people, they assume that it's going to be the same everywhere. Now, let me give an example of what they assume to be the same everywhere. Let's assume the person you're doing cases with does cases in a certain way. They always give you a lot of data. They always tell you to come up with a structure. And then they ask questions about different parts of your structure and solve the case. If the person with whom you are practicing does all their cases that way, you are going to assume in every office cases will be done that way. I can tell you right now cases are not done that way. I don't do cases that way. Kevin Quine, if you've seen him in TCO2, does not do cases that way. In fact, cases are done in many different ways because there's no one way of doing a case. If someone is your close friend and you really trust them, so that let's assume the person with whom you're doing cases is actually a close friend. This is even a bigger trap. Because they're a close friend, you think that, well, I should trust them. You should trust them. They don't mean to cause trouble, but the mistake is not that the person with whom you are doing cases the McKinsey consultant, the BCG consultant, is trying to be deliberately deceitful. It's not that. It's that you are trusting them too much. You're assuming the process is uniform. 
And you should never assume that, right? People always say, but Michael, I did cases with three people in the Boston office and they all did it this way. And then when I went and interviewed in the Tokyo office, it was very different. Or I interviewed in the San Francisco office, it was very different. What happened? Were they wrong? No, they were not wrong. They just did cases in a different way. You have to be prepared to understand the underlying mechanics of the way the case was laid out and the way you did the case and be able to apply it irrespective of the changes that take place. So that's the one mistake people make. They assume this uniformity across cases. And it's hurt many of our clients. Second big mistake people make, and this is the big one. I would think this is the biggest one of them all. Let's assume that you're applying to the Boston office of McKinsey, which is a great office, right? And you go to one of these networking events and you really build a good relationship with a McKinsey associate. And you thought, wow, I built a good relationship, I had a good conversation. One week later, maybe I'll ask the person to do some practice sessions with me. You write to the person and you say, hey, you know, we had a great conversation. If you have time, I'd like to do some practice sessions with you. And you send off the email. The person responds and says, yeah, I'm available this weekend. What do you say? So you're happy because someone's going to do practice sessions with you. You agree, you go into the practice session, and you basically get slaughtered because you have no idea what you are doing. And the person doesn't want to do more sessions with you because they think you're unprepared. You feel bad because you did badly in the session, and you feel even worse now that the person doesn't want to do more cases with you, so you think to yourself, what if I'm not a fit for McKinsey, that's why the person doesn't want to do sessions with me. What if I've done so badly, this person is going to tell everyone I don't know what I'm doing and I'm going to get blacklisted. Now, this actually happens more often than you think. And let me explain to you how to fix the problem. It's a very simple concept. You've got to distinguish between learning and practicing. It's a very important concept that we drill into all of our clients. There is a profound difference between learning and practicing. When you are learning, you are learning how to do cases. When clients learn how to do cases with us, because with us, they're not practicing, they're learning. You don't join a firm's consulting coaching program to practice with us. Because when you join our program, we assume rightly that you know nothing. And even if you think you know anything, that's wonderful, but I'm still going to go checking everything. I'm still going to explain everything to you because I want to make sure that we are working off the right foundation. But this is a mistake that hurts you when you write to a McKinsey person who wants to practice with them. I'll tell you why. When that person sets up the session with you, they think that you know how to do cases and you just want to improve. So they go into this expectation that someone knows how to do cases, but they want to you know, sharpen their skills. You go in saying, I know nothing about how to do cases. This person is going to teach me. One's going in with the expectation to be taught. The other one's going in with the expectation to practice with someone who knows enough and has already been taught and is trying to sharpen their skills. And when you have this expectations mismatch, you have a problem. Now, how do you solve this problem? It's very simple. If you know nothing about cases, don't practice with someone from a consulting firm because they, unless they really want to teach you, and the process of teaching how to do cases doesn't look like a case interview. 
when I start off with someone, a lot of people are shocked that I won't do a case with them because that's practicing. I'm not ready to practice with you. I need to teach you. I need to teach you how do you set up the case problem? How do you, what is a structure? How do you build a structure? Why do you choose to prioritize one area in a structure, not another area? That's teaching. Once I've taught you everything, and there's many more elements, I'll then get to the practicing. And that looks more like a real case. But until you've learned how to do cases, you can't practice. So how do you get around this problem? Well, one, learn how to do cases from a few people and then practice with the McKinsey person. Or tell the McKinsey person, look, I've never done cases, but I want to do it with someone from McKinsey so I can see the right way to do it and then I'll practice. Be upfront. Tell them where you are in the process. But remember this, there's a fundamental difference between learning and practicing. And that's why the experience goes south. The third way the experience goes south is that from both parties, whether it's the McKinsey person or yourself, the party you want to learn or practice, whichever the case may be, there is a belief that the hardest part is the cases. The technical element of the case is just solving the case, structuring the problem, and so on. Now, when you do a practice session with someone from McKinsey, they may very well give you quite a lot of feedback on your speaking, your mannerisms, your energy levels, your confidence, your articulation of words, the way you present yourself. But a lot of times we choose to ignore that because we don't think it's important. We say, oh, that's not important. I'm not worried about that. I just want the technical side. But in a real case, it doesn't matter whether you are the smartest person in the world. If you have the manners of Shrek the ogre, you are not going to be hired. If you appear to have the manners of Shrek the ogre, you're probably also not going to be hired. If you give some evidence that you'll one day have the manners of Shrek the ogre, you probably won't be hired. So the third insight is that people underestimate the value of the soft stuff. And even when the feedback is given, they don't hear it. And if the feedback's not given, they don't ask for it. Now, this is not based on a scientific polling, obviously. But we've had over a thousand clients that I have personally trained. And I can tell you now that experience shows, based on feedback from our clients, again, it's obviously a biased pool, it's a self-selected pool and so on, in the sense that similar people join the program, who tend to have tougher backgrounds. But basically, what I've seen is female practice partners from firms give better feedback. There could be a number of reasons for why they do that. I don't know, I don't want to get into it. But when you're practicing with a female consultant, they tend to be more thorough in giving you feedback, both in the soft skills and the hard skills. And I am not one of those people who's going to tell you that females are better consultants, because that's nonsense. Everyone's the same. It's just when it comes to feedback, for some reason, on average, females tend to give better feedback. So those are the three reasons why most of our clients struggle when they practice cases. 
if you're aware of this and you're practicing cases with a consultant, you can correct for it. And it's a very important thing to do because you want to keep the relationship. You want the person to do more cases with you. And the best way to do that is to be forthright about your level of preparation. And if you feel this person is busy, they can't really teach you, then don't go in expecting to be taught. Learn from elsewhere. And we've got a lot of content, but there's a lot of stuff on the internet, and you can just practice with your friends and so on, right? But manage those expectations. As always, if you have any comments or questions, I'll be happy to respond to them. TCO4 is on the go at this point. Episodes are being released, and we have a whole lot of content coming out. If you are listening to this and you're not going for case interviews, your goal is not to join McKinsey or BCG. That's fine. We have many of our clients in the executive programs, the startup, and so on going through this content because this is what we call a foundational skill. All clients, whether they're going for case interviews or not, must learn these skills. And then we build more advanced skills on this. And of course, if you are looking to join McKinsey and BCG, remember that McKinsey and BCG or Bain is not the destination. It's a stepping stone to bigger things. If you are saying to yourself and you've convinced yourself, if I just get into McKinsey, my life is going to change, I would seriously ask you to reconsider your goals because you're going to find very fast once you join the firm, your goals are not big enough and you're not learning enough because you've set yourself too low a hurdle rate. So good luck. I'm sure you'll do well.